On this episode of Tamarindo, we talk and think about whether capitalism in the U.S. today is working for us. And spoiler alert, it's not. This is Tamarindo Podcast. I'm Brenda Gonzalez. And I'm Ana Sheila Victorino. This is the Latinx podcast where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Welcome to the show. Welcome back, Tamarindo Amigis. Hola. Hello. Hi, everybody. Yes, so this is an exciting slash sad episode. Well, not really, pero this is our last episode of the season before we go on spring break. <laughs> Brenda, ¿cómo has estado? What's going on with you? ¿Qué pasa? I've been pretty good. Things are starting to feel like people are feeling a little bit more open to doing things. And as an example, some of you might know that I'm a big fan of um, live comedy, especially when it's women. And I got an opportunity to go see a live comedy show with Marcela Arguello, who I'm a big fangirl of, and you all should check her out, Salvadorian, amazing comic, and also Nicole Byer. And I really want to talk about my experience because it was outdoors, and it was super cool to be able to see it live and not via Zoom. So, matraca to that, but... I felt a little bad because noise really carried. So if I said something really quietly, the comics could hear it. <laughs> and yeah. and um, conversely, because it's outside, the clapping, the clapping wasn't really loud for them. So there is a little bit of, of something uh, missing, but I still really enjoyed it. And it's it, to me, it's just like a sign of like, oh, hala, we're starting to get to uh, a little bit back to normalcy. So that's a, that's a que pasa with me. Que pasa with you? Yeah, that's so, I guess, encouraging, right? I've been seeing some recommendations from the CDC come in este, about, you know, what people can do once they're vaccinated. I know I'm planning to, to come back in May to get vaccinated. That's, that's the plan. But yeah, I mean, it, it feels weird to slowly... Yeah, to come back from Mexico to, to the U.S., Yeah, right? exactly, to come yeah. back to the U.S. and, and get vaccinated. Yeah, but it, it's, it feels a little bit weird to slowly como... Uh, do things that we used to do, right? Like I still, we've been in Mexico for a few months now and we haven't really, we have like one friend, but we haven't tried to to be more friendly or social just because it didn't feel right. You know, and even though we we had uh, COVID recently or a few months ago, so we felt a little bit lower risk, but it still felt weird, ¿verdad? So it's just como que slowly taking those pasitos. And I think taking those pasitos is also really important for us to to go back to and and you know again not necessarily normal I guess normalcy in this in this sense but I know we don't really want to go back to how everything was before verdad in, in certain ways but still like taking those pasitos so we can do this safely because we're seeing like in places like Europe for example they're having to go on very strict lockdowns este uh, beyond that I think uh, yeah. it's probably coming over here but let's but we could be hopeful it's probably coming but let's just pretend to be hopeful yay yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right what else is I mean, well, no, the you? good thing is like I think we're doing better in the U.S. at this point with vaccination than I think Europe has so that's one one thing one positive thing about that's the U.S. true that yeah. is a fact. That and is a in fact. Mexico, the numbers keep going <laughs> down. So, so you know, let's let's focus on on, <laughs> on the hopeful, positive things. Is that beyond that? For me, yeah. um, 
I've really just been focusing on my intention for this year. My biggest intention was just, just seeking more freedom in all areas of my life, con mi cuerpo, with my body, thoughts financially. And so I've really been focusing on that because, you know, I feel like I've created, I've been working on creating the life that, that I want. And sometimes I can still get myself caught in the weeds on, um, you know, all the things I need to do or just like simple things that like, if I really zoom out, are, are not a big deal. So kind of reminding myself with the, the words that I use, so the language, so not saying should so much, saying I would like to, or I intend to, or I get to. So really being careful with my words, because I, I really do love all the things that I'm working on now. And sometimes we can get, get, get back caught up in habits or systems is that, that take us away from, you know, really appreciating the freedom we, we, we can have and we do have. And so really focusing on that and, and reminding ourselves that, you know, we don't need to, there's certain systems that we need to como live within, but we don't need to be totally controlled by them. And that's actually something that we're going to talk a about a little bit more later in the episode. Este, but uh, moving on from that, uh, Brenda, what, what are you putting in your basura today? Yes. So yes, what we throw away, what we want to do without aquí, la basura. Okay. So uh, this is a funny one, but do you remember, I don't know if this happened to you, but for me, I remember all through high school, all of the high school teachers like always saying, you're not going to get away with that in college. You're not going to be able to do that in college. In college, you're going to have to work really hard. In college, it's going to be so much harder. You have it so easy right now in high school. Wait till you get to college. I remember hearing that like nonstop. And I had a flashback to this because I think somebody tweeted like normalize, like not terrifying high school <laughs> students about college because it really isn't that bad. I, I actually, I think that I had longer nights of homework in high school, my junior year of high school, than any any of my college like experience. So let's just like mm -hmm. put in la basura, terrifying high school students about college. Did you have that experience? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I mean, college was way more fun. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what it what it was about that. Like, yeah, why do like, we do way that? More fun. Why do we do that? <laughs> It's kind of it yeah. Kind basta. Of like college is not that bad, right? It's like wait till you get to college. It's like one of those things, you know. Maybe it's just like a fear tactic, you know, like similar to how a lot of um, Latinx parents did with their kids. Like wait till we get to the house. You know, stay. Como, how, I, I forget. Oh. Like, <laughs> te calmas o te calmo. Te calmas o te calmo. That's basic, where that comes from. <laughs> yeah. So it, it seems like on a, a similar vein, no? Como que fear tactic para que se porten bien. So you like <laughs> you behave well. Uh, we should all remember that that shit does not work, right? That this, this mm -hmm. does it's not traumatizing. Work. Stop telling your kids things like that. <laughs> yes, yes. We we got we have so much unlearning to do about shaming things. Anywho, uh, what about you, Ana Sheila? What is your uh, matraca? Do you have a matraca? My matraca. Yeah. So I've I've been watching. <laughs> I've been. I, I'm not a big TV watcher, but. Um, Recently, I've, I've watched a few shows. Uh, I started watching Grace and Frankie, which I never, I never watched until this year. And I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. And I really appreciate, um, all the characters are, are, I, I must say all the characters are, are, for the most part, are, are white for the most part. Este, pero I really appreciate the representation of, um, you know, our, our older community, um, in a way that's como really, human and funny and real it's like they, they touch on a real top real topics real aging topics but in, in a como yeah in a very human way and it's funny and, and the actors are excellent i love lily tomlin who i actually didn't know was gay but she's had a partner for the last 40 years yeah i've really been enjoying uh, grace and frankie <laughs> 
That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. How about you? I, you know, I forgot to ask you. I, I forgot to ask your basura. So let's go back. What's your basura? My basura. Okay. So my basura. I actually um, going back to COVID. I, I want to put. President Bolsonaro of Brazil and the basura. I mean, he's been eating. I actually think he's worse than Trump, which Yikes. is really hard. La basura, la basura. <laughs> which is really hard, to, really hard to do. He's said horrible, like homophobic things, but literally like out loud. It's crazy. And um, they're actually doing COVID in their countries is, is um, surging and ICU occupation is over 90% in 14 of, of their 26 states. And he's still, you know, lambasting the governors for uh, wanting to have lockdown measures. So literally like his, con- so many people in this country are dying. Y todavía, like he, he doesn't want to enforce it. And luckily there's a lot of opposition to the president now. So I'm hoping that he'll be on his way out. Even the, the religious communities in, in Brazil are actually very much anti El Presidente, because of how he has dealt with the pandemic, which is different from from what we've seen in our country. <laughs> but so hopefully he's on his way out. <laughs> mm-hmm, it's encouraging. Ojalá. 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 Okay, okay, but I'll go back to my matraca. So um, that's cool. I'm glad that we were both kind of... Uh, Bringing it, bringing some lightness and talking about what we've been watching. So Frankie, what is what is calling him Frankie and Kia? Grace and Frankie, Jane, Jane, Jane Fonda and there Lily you go, Tomlin. Grace and Frank, yeah. Frankie. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 um, I know it's fun and popular, and I got, I, I, I need to catch up. I'm behind. <laughs> well, I'm going to give my matraca to a phenomenal movie. I literally stood up and gave it a standing ovation in my living room, and it's uh, the woman called the, the woman, the movie called Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. I'm talking about it again because it's like, um, you know, award season, and people are talking about it, and um, I really want to encourage our listeners to watch this film because I think it's phenomenal and right I I believe it's not streaming anywhere for free I think you still have to rent it but to me it's worth it's worth every single one of those dollars to rent it it's you know by women it's featured a strong leading woman in the lead and it's a really fascinating critique about rape culture and the things that we allow cis white men to get away with but it's done in such a thoughtful creative thrilling delicious way that everybody needs to see this film and i really hope that it wins best picture and you don't have to take my word for it i know anna shayla and i are big fans of the new york times podcast still processing please take a listen to their very latest episode it's called no country for any men and first watch the movie because that 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 episode is full of spoiler alerts, but please watch the movie. Please listen to that podcast. And you could even hear uh, my take on it, which I, I discussed it with um, Betsy Aime of the Currently podcast um, in an IG live. Uh, this is how much I adored this movie. It's disruptive. It's it's wonderful. There's so much to, to uh, unpack there. And I really mm. want to encourage people to, to watch it. I, I can't. The matracas are endless. I'm going to play it right here. <laughs> Brenda, you just... Um, and you I forgot just... to give you a matraca for Grace. And Grace. Gracias. Brenda, you just sold that so well that I want to, like, I almost want to stop recording so I can go watch that right now. Like, you have they... to see it. No, go see it. <laughs> and actually do that right now. We can record later. <laughs> go watch this movie. No, and you know, like, as you were sharing this movie, I was really thinking because I don't watch that much TV or that many movies. And oftentimes I'm literally como thinking, like, I'm like, oh, let me watch something. And I can't think of, like, what to watch. And what I'm going to start doing is instead of trying to sift through Netflix, I'm just going to text you and ask you 
for recommendations because I feel like you are um, you you could you could be a you could be a movie and, and show review. I, I think, and, and I feel like I'd be aligned in a lot of the things that you and, that you. you watch. <laughs> Um, muchísimas gracias. You know, unfortunately, there's a lot of garbage out there. So I could also tell you some of the shit you should not watch, no matter how many Rotten Tomatoes are are, uh, are allocated, because, oh, my gosh, there is some garbage. There's some garbage there. Oh, God, I wish I remembered the name of the movie so I could tell you not to watch this one. Oh, my God, I got to remember. I got to remember. But it, it's also like people were like, oh, my God, it's so good, but it's horrible. It was not good at all. And. Oh, I think it's called I Really Care or something something like that. I Really Care, blah, blah, blah. Don't watch that. You all okay. will probably know what I'm talking about because it's really popular. It's on Netflix. Do not watch that. It's horrible. It's garbage. <laughs> do, okay. do watch Promising Young Woman. Do watch okay. Promising Perfect. Young Woman. I got more matracas, though. You ready for these? Yeah, a ver, a ver. I'm ready. Okay, so another matraca that that um, I'm sure you will agree with as well, Ana Sheila, is just to our, our Tamarindo podcast listeners who have been contributing writers on our very new page, Agua Fresca. And um, yeah, there's some cool stuff. Actually, why don't I let you, Ana Sheila, because you had a chance to speak a little bit more intimately with um, one of our star writers. Tell us about your recent conversation with uh, Lisette Trujillo. Yeah, well, I want to give Lisette Trujillo... Eh, a matraca. She wrote for Agua Fresca and we also had an IG live and it was so beautiful and powerful. And it really reminded me of why we do the work that we do. So Lisette Trujillo um, is a parent of a trans son and she has spent um, several, the past several years just really doing a lot of activism, really using her voice and it was just such a powerful conversation. You know, she, it's obviously, and I think she shared this, you know, it's really exhausting to be at the intersection of race, gender, identity, todo eso. And, but she felt like she needed to do this work because we really needed to see our Latinx trans community. We needed visibility and representation. And it was just a really powerful conversation about, you know, how she leads with love and affirming her son as, as, as why she does anything and everything that she does. And, and she's also really, she's a big fan of us. So that was really cool, you know, to have that conversation and know that she really appreciates what we do for the community and how, what we do for visibility and representation and, and, and to see, and for me, it was really powerful to see what, what she's doing and, and really feel like, you know, our community, like we're familia, you know, and, and we, we're creating this supportive community for each other and especially for the LGBTQ plus community. So it was really powerful. Yes, yes. And thank you to um, the Human Rights Campaign for facilitating that connection. Um, fabulous conversation. And so a, a reminder to all of you listening, if you have a point of view, if you have something to share, if you want to even review a movie, if you're like a big fangirl of movies like I am, uh, we want to publish your voice and you can contact us at contact at tamarindopodcast.com, contact at tamarindopodcast.com. And we would love to publish what you have to say. And um, in fact, just real quick, I'm going to just talk to you about another piece that we published. This is by um, Daniel Hernandez, who really wants to encourage the Tamarindo podcast community to apply pressure to senators about immigration reform. As you will read in his post, which you all should check out on Agua Fresca, which is the name of our editorial page. It's been a long time coming. Like We've been having conversations about immigration reform, about a path to citizenship for dreamers, which basically I am. I was, you know, I was able to get married and, and find a path, but so many people that are my peers um, are still in limbo. And it's just been such a long, draining conversation. And now we have bold 
uh, legislation that has made it past the House and is now in the Senate. And so please go read that post and please apply pressure, call your senators. And then further, I do want to uh, encourage folks to look at uh, Voto Latino because Voto Latino is also realizing that it's also my, it might be time to stop the filibuster, which has been a, a um, relic of the Jim Crow era to, to really stop progress around civil rights. So check out both of those resources. Consider reading into what it would take to stop the filibuster um, because we we really need to take action and bold action. So uh, another matraca to Daniel Hernandez, um, some of our folks that have been writing for Agua Fresca. Yes, and uh, I'll give a last final matraca to you, Brenda, for really spearheading the creation of this editorial. It's It's been amazing. I've gotten to contribute to it as well. <laughs> Yes. I mean, the most popular pieces are from Anna Shayla. I just, I just figured out how to set that shit up on the website. That's the only talent that I bring. Anna Shayla's got the great content. <laughs> I would, I would question that. You've got amazing content all over our social, Brenda. <laughs> este, well, shifting to, to the focus of today's episode, you know, we've really been, you know, obviously this COVID era, it's, it's helped us reflect on a lot of things, question a lot of things, really further our unlearning. So in, in that way, I've, I've been grateful. Obviously, there's so many horrible things about COVID, but I'm grateful for the unlearning and the focus on a lot of issues in our country that COVID has allowed us to, to do. And one of the things we've been thinking a, a lot about is, is capitalism. And, you know, as we see widening inequality in a way that we haven't seen in this country before, more uh, monopolies and, and reduced competition and, 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 and also, um, you know, like seeing that the government isn't really checking este businesses and, and also knowing that, you know, capitalism has always been based on the expectation of, of labor from people of color in order to, to function. ¿verdad? So we're just having a lot of these reflections and knowing that it's not working in the way for, for very many people. And then we're, we're seeing that, highlighted more and more so so we've just been reflecting on that is the yeah what are what are some reflections that, that you've had is brenda yeah no i know i think we we talk about it a lot and we obviously use this platform to amplify some of the inequalities and the injustice and we talk about equity and we want to acknowledge as i'm sure all of all of you listening also acknowledge that capitalism has a huge role in this but i uh, what i think this has provoked is like, okay, well, what's the alternative? What is the alternative, right? Because there's also a lot of folks in our community, a lot of uh, the Latinx, a broader Latinx community that would argue that socialism hasn't really worked and, and has led to oppressive systems as well, right? So what is the alternative? And we may not have the solution here, but some of the the ideas that I've heard exchange and that, that really might resonate with some of us listening is that maybe it's some sort of a, a combination where Essential needs like healthcare, like broadband access, um, like housing, like even gas. There's certain things that are, are essential for uh, human beings to exist that maybe having the government um, pr provide oversight and control so that it isn't ruled by 100% profit, but rather with you know, human, human dignity as the lead. Maybe that's what needs to be controlled by the government. 
but still allow, you know, free enterprise. We still, we want to have competition because we want to have innovation and we want to have great ideas. So it could be a system like that. I think that's why a lot of folks talk about, you know, healthcare for all. I know an issue that really matters to me is, is housing because to me, I've, housing is tied to everything. I mean, if folks can't afford where they, where they live, um, it really it provides like a concentration of poverty so that then you have, you know, schools that are not uh, thriving. And so there's a lot of issues pegged to housing. So I believe the government, for example, should have a bigger role to play on um, creating affordable housing and regulating rent and things like that. So I think there's like, there's a, we're all imagining a better world. And I think a lot of us are trying to play a role in this and thinking through what might be possible. I know another um, important aspect is just like corporations paying their fair share of taxes, because that's a way that those resources which are for us can, can can then be redirected so that we can have affordable housing so that we can have health care for all so that we can have broadband access for all the beautiful things that we know that we need to thrive so there's a lot there's a lot to do and obviously we're not going to solve the problem here but another reason Anna Shayla and I have been thinking about it is because um, you know we are officially officially a business we formed an LLC and so we want to be mindful and thoughtful about who we partner with of um, you know if we're going to sell merch who, who who's creating that those products are there opportunities for us to support other Latinx led small businesses so we're also kind of bringing these mindful capitalist thoughts I guess into how we want to lead as business and entrepreneurs correct yeah. And I, so that's like the, the main thing is like, you know, we're not going to necessarily come up with an alternative to, to capitalism tomorrow. Like I, I don't, I don't see that happening, but how can we knowing that, you know, and, and every system has its faults, but knowing that capitalism does have a lot of faults, how can we be conscious consumers este, in how we spend our money? How can we be conscious entrepreneurs? ¿verdad? And obviously like as business owners, you know, we need to, we want to, we want to have a sustainable, you know, lifestyle or life is it, but how can we be conscious while doing that? And that's with our own actions, but also in order to be able to do that, we do need is the, the government I- involved. Right. And I think you, you brought up the point of the, of cost of living, right. We're seeing cost of living go up so high is the housing being a, a main area, but we're not seeing wages go up at the same in on, in the same level and that's created very deep inequality and we we 100 need government intervention there so i think what what we know for sure is that you know we know that capitalism values profit maximization above all and that has very harmful long-term ef- effects for society and institutions and and so yeah i mean it's it's we're not going to solve it. We're not proposing a solution, but we're just having these these conversations because we know things need to change and and knowing but that we do have a, a a role in how things can change by how we use our dollars and how we as more BIPOC folks become entrepreneurs and, and business owners, how can we is to keep this in mind, verdad? Yeah, and we and we invited someone to help us think through it. So let's let's uh, let's let people know who we have to help us think through this. Yes, so we invited Josh Alvarez, who's an advocate, creative visionary, and conscious business coach, focusing on the intersection of healing, justice, and collective liter- liberation. <laughs> He's worked with socially and environmentally conscious entrepreneurs uh, like Tom's Raven Plus Lily and Crochet Kids, and so. 
um, you know, he's he's looking at these these issues and exploring how how he wants to be uh, an entrepreneur and, and and work with entrepreneurs. So let's get to that conversation. Yes, after a really brief break. Have you ever struggled to find bilingual Spanglish stationery? Like you want to rip the culture, but in a cool and professional way? Well, Hola Queridex is here to solve that problem. Hola Queridex is committed to bringing you the best quality products with cute and clever bilingual and Spanglish designs and messages that will add color and cultura to your work and personal desk space. Hola Queridex offers a variety of stationary items that are both fun and alegre. Whether you are looking for a notepad, sticky notes, or a greeting card para mandarle that special someone, Hola Queridex has got you covered. You are unique in your own special way and your stationery lo debe reflejar. Visit Hola Queridex at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Hola Queridex to stock up on your stationary essentials. Once again, that's Hola Queridex spelled H-O-L-A-Q-U-E-R-I-D-X and you can find them on etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Hola Queridex. Ever felt like you didn't belong? Let us dispel that for you. Come to our Be a Better Imposter virtual panel event on April 22nd at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Tamarindo Podcast is partnering with the Unconscious Bias Project to share resources for Latinas and their allies. Through this virtual conversation, we'll break through imposter syndrome with simple tools and advice on how to destroy false ideas about who belongs in our workplaces, boardrooms, and classrooms. Our stellar panel includes Stephanie and Lena of the Bag Ladies Podcast and activist Queen Victoria, National Chair of Flux. Bring a friend and get free tickets in the link in our show notes and on our events page at tamarindopodcast.com. Once again, this is on April 22nd at 5 p.m. PST. Today on Tamarindo, I'm so happy that we're joined by Joshua Alvarez, who works with entrepreneurs who are envisioning a new economy based on principles of empathy, solidarity, and decolonization. Thank you so much, Joshua, yeah, for being with pleasure. us. Yeah, good to see you, Josh. You too. We're really excited to have this conversation. Um, you know, I think COVID in general has brought up a lot of things for, for, for all of us. We've been reflecting on so many things. And I think one of those areas is, is really capitalism. And I think that especially during COVID, the deep fractures and ills of, I think, our current model of capitalism had really been exemplified. And we've really seen that in the, you know, growing inequality. And it's just really being felt more, more than ever, I feel like. And I think that as a result, more and more people are really questioning and resisting a lot of, you know, accepted models of, of operating. And so I want to start, and for example, I think we're seeing a lot of people start calling themselves anti-capitalists. And so I wanted to start, Josh, for maybe there's a lot of people that don't really know what that means. So could you define what actually is yeah. an anti-capitalist? There's a lot of different ways that we can see it. Uh, so first, I would define it as anything that really goes against the status quo of the current economic system that we live under, which is exploitative, extractive of nature and human beings. It also means being against a system that is designed to make a profit at maximum cost at the expense of, of anything. And it also means being against the destruction of nature and the exploitation of our people and communities, especially marginalized ones, right? Like Latinx communities. And 
it also means dismantling a culture that really values money and those who have the most of it, like billionaires and millionaires. And it also means ending racial capitalism, which is a system that values white bodies over black and brown bodies. And we see this right in the current way, current jobs that people have, right? It's like black and brown folks have certain roles to play in this society. And right. And it's like, why, why are all the white men, right? All the billionaires, right? Because they're the ones who designed the system to benefit them. Right. And it also means redistributing wealth, right. which really requires us to envision and imagine a new culture and a system which we can really center the lives and, and the health and well-being of, of, of all of our people and the planet. I love that. Thank you. Este, and so how would that, and you know, unfortunately, capitalism in this country is, is not going away anytime soon, but I'm, I'm really encouraged by what we're starting to see, um, especially led by our, our BIPOC communities, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering, what are some real ways in which, you know, consumers and, and entrepreneurs that, you know, while we currently operate within capitalism, how can we start to put pressure on this model and, and start to, to, to create um, changes and, and shifts? Yeah, good question. I think it's really starting to question and analyze the way that we ourselves are contributing to the system, right? It's like we all have to survive under the system, but it's in our daily practices, right? In the way, like, where do we put our money? Who do we put our money to, right? Is it, are we also being conscious, right? Aware of the way that we're, we're where are we investing our money? For example, right? All of us have bank accounts, but most people don't even know what happens to their money behind the scenes, right? A lot of these big, big banks end up putting all this money into the stock market, which then recreates the system, right? It's like going into the prison industrial complex, going into, right, like these detention centers, they're for-profit driven, right? And a lot of these banks are behind it. And even like, for example, like all these oil corporations, right? Like all of this money is going to it. So it's like, how can we be more aware of where we are, are putting our, our, our money and also our labor, right? Because mm -hmm. I think that the, the thing about it is that everything's so money driven. And it's like, how can we also take away that money piece and go back to, to even just sharing skills and resources without it always being so focused on money? So that's at, at, the, at the interpersonal level, right? At the individual level. Uh, but I think that's like whatever happens at the microcosm, right? It's like w amongst us is like, it's really a reflection of what's going to happen at a community level and then at a societal level, uh, because it's also challenging and imagining new ways of us working together, right? Exchanging things. Our business models are a big one, right? Uh, right. For example, like B Corps, benefit corporations. I think those are our new, it's a new model that, that's being created to, to really include the, the impact that we're having on society and also on the environment. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, for the, regarding the, the B Corps, for, for those that, that might not be familiar with them, can you define what a B Corp is? And I mean, it still obviously fits within the model of capitalism, but it's, the, it's a little bit different mm -hmm. from your traditional company. Right? How, mm -hmm. how, are they, how are they different? So there are two types. So there is a certified B Corp and then there is a benefit corporation. A B Corp is a certification by a nonprofit called B Lab, which is helping to redefine the role that business is playing right now in society and shift away from this for-profit driven system and really include an evaluation, like a metric system, so that they, they come in and 
they they look into the different areas of your governance, your sh uh, work structure, who, for example, who who owns your business, right? It's like, is it worker owned? Um, the governance, like, is it democratic? Your environmental impact, like, where are you getting all your products from or your services? Uh, so they look at all these different areas uh, and then they give you a rating and compared to other, other B Corps. And if you qualify to a certain rating, then you're labeled, you're, you're given the certification as a B Corp. And it's a, it's a brand, it's a stamp that you get. So you, you see this a lot in the stores now, it's becoming more more popular. And it's really a distinction from other products that people can know, oh, this business, this this type of product, this type of service, they're, they're doing, they're trying to do good, quote unquote. And we can <laughs> question like, what does that, what does doing good really mean, right? Um, but it, it's, it's a path towards moving away and, and bringing in this consciousness, right? conscious capitalism or conscious consumerism to, to, to people. Mm -hmm. So there's that, there's a B Corp. And then there's a benefit corporation, was a, which is a legal entity, uh, which is in over 35 different states, and I believe including in DC. And it really, it's legally, it's holding stakeholders and shareholders accountable to making a positive impact on, on society, on workers, on community and the environment. And, and they can apply this into their business model. So it's, it's a model that, you know, you have to apply for like a limited liability uh, corporation, right? It's like a different kind. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's like one, I view them one as it's a different accountability structures. So one is legal by the government. And then the other one is by a nonprofit. Okay. Got it. Is there, well, I wanted to quickly go back to, you know, being how, you know, as consumers, I think we have a lot more power than, than we realize and how, that's a way we can start to, to shift this model, Bella. So going back to, to being como more conscious consumers um, and really thinking about, you know, how, what we're purchasing, where it's coming from, todo eso, how can we, are there some, some resources or ways that which, in which we can be more informed um, about how, how we're consuming? Este, no sé, because I mean, sometimes it's like we, we mean to, to do well, right? And we want to be more conscious consumers, but we also have a limited amount of time. ¿verdad? So there, I feel like a lot of times we're like, oh, we, I'd love to, to be more este, aware, but I don't have time. Like, are there any resources that you recommend for, for that? Well, I think B Corps are a good start. Uh, I think that, that's, a, that's a benefit of them um, is that you can easily go to the store and see a, a label, right? Um, because then you know yeah. that this product might have right. a, might be trying to transform, right? It's not fully shifting away from, from the system, as we said earlier, but it's at least trying to make an impact um, and being mindful of what we're consuming and how we're using it as well, right? Even uh, doing it in ways that are sustainable. Yeah. So Josh, we're going to pivot to our rapid fire questions here. First one okay. is, what is your matraca? What are you going to give a shout out to? It could be a person, place, thing, or concept. Anything. Oh, I'm going to give a shout out to my parents right now <laughs> because I'm in the middle of moving. I just left D.C. and I'm about to head to Mexico for a bit. And there, yeah, there, I'm, I'm back here in my hometown in Dallas. So shout out to Dallas, too. Very cool. All right. So what do you want to put in the basura? Capitalism, patriarchy, <laughs> heteronormativity, <laughs> all the, all the check, isms. Check, check, yes. Yes. check, check, check. Let's give a matraca to your basura. <laughs> Exactly. We agree with both of those. Finally, how do you stay grounded or what we like to call, how do you get your calma? Uh, I practice meditation almost every day. 
Very cool. Beautiful. I am also a meditationer. That's not a word, but that just came to me right now. But I just bought a, a meditation poof, like a little pillow. And yeah, and I have a little corner and it's like, it gives me so much joy to be able to go in my little corner on my little pillow. Like it makes something, you know, when you, you really get to create the, the experience, creating the experience makes it so much more beautiful and more of a ritual. And I've really been loving that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having your own little corner to, to be able to just ground yourself. Mm -hmm. Hay que descansar la colita. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you, Josh. Take care. Bye. Too. Bye. Bye. So to close us out, it is now time for our Calma moment. So Anna, Sheila, what do you have for us today? Yeah, so I want to share, uh, start with a reflection. So a few weeks ago, I had a slow start in the morning. You know, I had this beautiful plan about all these things, this beautiful morning routine, routine I was going to have. E for one reason or another, I barely did any of those things. And I felt so terrible about myself. Like I was so down on myself. I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, por qué no hiciste nada de esas cosas? And this morning routine was meant to, you know, ground me and make me feel better about the rest of the day. But instead, I was beating myself up more than I really felt like I should have been. And really just making me feel worse just because I didn't do X, Y, and Z by 9 a.m. in the morning. Is, it, does, is that something, does that resonate with you, Brenda? How <laughs> definitely. Yes, definitely. I, in, now we're in what, March, April, we're in uh, April. And it's like that time of year, the year where your New Year's resolutions have started to kind of windle down or, or intentions, I should say. So for instance, earlier in the year, I was getting my journal is the first thing I did. I was avoiding coffee and all of those habits, bad habits of scrolling on my phone, right? ASAP, going back to um, having coffee, not waking up as early as I would like. They're starting to creep back in. And yes, I'm feeling like I am beating myself up about it. Why could that be? Yeah. And so I was actually, I reflected on this, on why I was being so hard with my, on myself with my therapist. And we actually, and we realized that for me, it's tied to uh, how I've internalized capitalism. And so capitalism and in the and the hustle culture uh, really posits that you know your worth is tied to your productivity and how much you produce but your output so if you produce and do less even if it's for yourself then you feel less worthy and so I, at least i and i think a lot of us have internalized that in such a way that for example by 9 a.m i was feeling less worthy just because i didn't check off a few things on my list and so that's where the calma moment comes from. If this is something that resonates with you, and we know that it probably does resonate with a lot of you, we just, I want to share some things that you, that you can do when you catch yourself in, in, this, in, in this way of thinking. So the first thing that I want to recommend is just noticing, starting to observe that and, and not judging yourself. Como stepping outside of that situation and just like, okay, this is what's happening. I'm being hard on myself. And when you, once you observe that, really being compassionate with yourself and, and, you know, realizing, taking note of this, what we're sharing, that, that it's, that your productivity and isn't tied to, to your worth. And, and I'll, you know, share more on what you can do to help yourself with that. So that's one thing is the, just by paying attention to that, we can start to loosen some of the grip that, you know, hustle culture and capitalism has on, on how we see ourselves. And then really realizing that, like, Sometimes we just need to do less and that we need periods of, of rest and, and doing less because maybe um, we're grieving, 
you know? So, so really sometimes we forget that grieving is a long process. So thinking about that, we might need periods of, of rest to, to recharge. If we did a lot, you know, for the, for the week, like we can't expect ourselves to go, 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 go. That's why we burn out. Right. And, and lastly, really um, periods of rest allow us to reconnect with ourselves and, and our, and our intuition and really listening to our hearts. Verdad? And so one thing you can do is, is, is actually use affirmations. And I actually use affirmations when I've seen myself start to get into these patterns. And I actually wrote this um, a few months ago. I said, may I treat myself with the same compassion and grace, regardless of what I did and didn't accomplish. Another affirmation, my worth is not tied to my productivity or how much I do. Doing does not equal being. So those are just a few affirmations and a few thoughts that I wanted to share. Uh, Brenda, how does any of that resonate with you? Actually, I have a question. Can you, can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean by like be, being? Tell me more about that. About just being? Yeah, that like sometimes we feel like we need to be in constant action, verdad? doing, 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 and that doing is going to help us get to the next step. But sometimes it's like in that, like really actually doing less. So literally doing nothing, whether it's meditation or just sitting on the floor, or if it's, if you're used to doing certain types of activities, doing something like just like going on a walk. So just like not focusing so much on este, the output of what you do even is already thinking less about doing how those things can actually help you reconnect more with what you actually w- might want to do and be more connected with your heart and also allow you to to recharge so that when you really need to do more, you, you have the, the energy. Very good. Okay, great. Well, I um, hope we leave all our listeners with that. And on that note of rest, um, we are actually going to be taking a break, as we mentioned earlier in the episode, but we are going to take a short break to uh, recharge with new episodes coming for you in mid-May. In the meantime, please remember that we want to hear from you. Please don't be shy. We really, really want your input. Um, so reach out to us. We want to know what topics you want to hear. We want to know about your dream guest. Maybe you are a subject matter expert and you want to pitch yourself, please reach us. Our email is contact at tamarindopodcast.com and we really, really want to hear from you. Yes, and you could even do something really special. You could even send us a sweet handwritten note using Hola Queridex, which offers a variety of stationary items that are both fun and alegre, just like us. So remember to visit their Etsy shop. That's etsy.com slash shop slash Hola Queridex, which is spelled H-O-L-A-Q-E-R-I-D-X. So stock up on your Latinx inspired stationary essentials. So once again, that's Hola Queridex. And I'll spell it one more time for y'all. H-O-L-A-Q-U-E-R-I-D-X. And you can find them on Etsy. Yes, I love, I love all their stuff. We'll have the link in our show notes. Make sure you shop and we love being able to support other Latinx businesses. So you can also get in touch with us about our ad rates and maybe we could support each other. And with that, I'm just going to leave you with Ponte un suéter. Y te calmas o te calmo. Bye, Tamarindo Podcast is independently produced by Ana Sheila Victorino and Brenda Gonzalez. Jeff DeVoe provides original music and sound engineering, and Michelle Andrade provides editing and production support. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and at Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. And if you like the show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com.
Hi, besties, and welcome to I Am Besties. I'm Stephanie Ramirez. And I'm Vanessa Casares. We're two Latinas coming together to create a space for heart-to-heart chit-chats on everything that matters. From relationship advice to empowering women, exploring spiritual insights and healing trauma, we've got it all covered. We're your go-to besties, sharing personal stories and bringing on inspiring guests for an engaging and entertaining listening experience. I Am Besties, where you'll find laughter, love, and a supportive sisterhood. Join us and be a part of the family. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.